There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. You're listening to the Cricket Collective here on TalkSport 2 as we look ahead to England's upcoming T20 International Series against India. I'm Neil Manthorpe and as always, my co-host over the next hour is former England fast bowler Steve Harmison. We'll discuss, again, how the rest and rotation policy has affected the T20 squad, or in fact, not affected the T20 squad, and we'll be asking if Alex Hales will ever play for England again. We'll also be hearing from the England vice-captain, Joss Butler. As well as that, we'll head in the final section to Delhi to hear how India are shaping up for the series. You're listening to the Cricket Collective on Talksport 2. Well, Harmi, there is, as I said, an awful lot to uh, discuss. Um, let's start on the field. <laughs> England haven't lost a T20 series since uh, 2018, which coincidentally happened to be against India um, and yet and yet I'm, I'm not sure that they're favourites I mean despite their form and the, the depth and the strength and India seemed to have them covered it in most bases if not um, have the ascendancy who's your favourite yeah absolutely man it's good morning it's uh, it's one of them ones where you just think I look at the England side and think wow what a team this is and then I flick the page and see the 19 players that <laughs> India have picked, and I think, well, oh, actually, this might be a bit better. The, the two the two teams are, I think, streets ahead of anybody else in world cricket when it comes to what we are potentially playing towards, which is the tournament in October. I think there's five other six other Test playing nations who are who have got a chance, an outside sniff, if they get things go their way, um, a little bit of rub of the green and have a great day out against India or England. But I think these two sides are are just a level above of what, what else is about there. And I agree, I think India are favourites because they're in their own back garden. Um, and it's going to be fascinating to see, first of all, what India team, the player, because like I said, they've got 19 players in the squad, or 18 players in the squad. And I'm looking, I'm thinking, I can't pick this team. So <laughs> Lord only knows what happens with the batting order and, and, and whether the, they actually do look after players who have been playing in the test matches. But from an England point of view, hey, I think it's going to be a, a, a good battle. There's a lot of talk about what's happened before. Four test matches, rest and rotation, that's gone. Whether they've prioritised it or not, who yep, we move on from there, who cares? We're looking forward to an absolute humdinger of a, of a five-match five 2020 series, which you know we could see we could see 200-plus total many, many times in this series because of the baton that's on show. And we'll just uh, focus again on the Indian groundsman and the preparation of yeah. pitches. And then we'll see that they really can prepare flat ones. I mean, you look at that Indian squad and it's quite difficult to say, well, he's obviously a reserve, he's a reserve, he's a reserve. England are going with a squad of 16. Um, 
which is you know, one more than they're allowed for the T20 World Cup, which takes place in October, November at the end of the year. And you look at it, you can see a couple of names like Sam Billings, Topley, maybe Mark Wood, I don't know. Uh, but you, you sort of think, well, they're, they're probably not in, the, in the, the starting 11. But that is Owen Morgan's top squad, isn't it? That, that's, his, that's, that's his top 16, or is there, is there anyone missing? No, I think this is. I think this is it. Somebody might just come left field out of nowhere, but I'd be very, very surprised. I know we're going to talk about Alex Hales. I don't think he's. I don't think he's in the equation anymore. I think it's between Liam Livingston, Reese Topley, Sam Billens. I think it's what uh, two of them three who will board the plane to India in October, um, and I think the rest. The rest have got their bags packed. This. This squad covers all bases, like mentioned before. Haven't been beaten in a series since 2018. They're a strong unit. They're a tight unit. They're a together unit, and that's something else that's going to be mentioned a bit later as well. That yeah, this team, this team has a a good bond, and this is what this is what a lot of us wanted the test team to have, which was go through passages and periods where things might not have gone so well, but we come out the other side and we are stronger for it. And I think that's what Owen Morgan's built. In a 50-over format to get him to the World Cup final in 2019 and win, and I think he's built it in 2000 from you know 2017-18 in the 2020 format um, to why this is a formidable unit, and it's been more or less the same players that have been involved and also starred. Um, Owen Morgan's treating this as a dress rehearsal for that T20 World Cup because we know it takes place in India. Um, at the end of the year, um, he wants to, to. I mean, he's already carved himself a, a very impressive place in cricket history um, as the most successful, one of England's most successful captains ever. The you know, the winning the World Cup. He wants to build on that even further and become the first man and the first country um, to be the holders of both World Cups, T20 and ODI. So he is using this as a dress rehearsal. Um, and I haven't had any indication of whether he's intending to use all of those 16 in the five matches in his squad. I get the in- impression, though, that uh, you know he wants to win. And that is uh, build the winning habit, have that winning mindset when you go back to India. Um, but it's, it just, it's, it's awkward because it's seven months away and there is so much water to flow under the bridge, not least the full in- English summer and the IPL, which takes place at the end of this series. So is he... Is he sort of, um, you know, getting his his boat to the starting line a little bit early? Uh, you could say quite possibly. I think there's going to be, a, there might be a little bit of to and fro and depending on how we sort of go in and come out of COVID bubbles throughout the summer, where he's rightly saying this is this is possibly the last chance I'll get with this group. Whether he plays all 16, I'd be very, very surprised. And, and I mean that off experience of... TalkSport 2 had the South African series before it was curtailed short. Man, as you were out there in in uh, in, in South Africa, we were we were on the 17th floor in in, in the in the TalkSport building, uh, and he he played three games with the same side. He wasn't interested in giving anybody a game. We're going to go and win, going over South Africa, no matter what you know, the the opposition look at or what the opposition are doing. This is this is about us winning cricket matches, and he did that. I think it, I don't think he made a change. I think he kept the same side for. For most of the of the of the three games, so I can see him doing the same. Um, and there's a lot of talk, and I'm I've been quite vocal and having a go at the rest and rotation policy. But from Owen Morgan's mind, he's right to stand up and say, right, this is what I'm planning for. Joe's planning for his his big series, which is the Ashes. I want. I'm England captain. I want the best team I possibly can for India. Joe's probably said the same, and it's up to the selection and the management panel to. To, to a roadmap which okay, <laughs> us back into a, a into a normal life where I, I see I see this roadmap that he wants to get to the final of the T20 and because of that um, I don't blame him I, I I've got disagreements but I don't blame him for wanting that so from that point of view the pressure's on he has to go and win so I can see him playing his best side in five out of five games to try and beat probably the the only team on paper that are probably stronger than them come no come October November yeah no there's no question in England and India are streets ahead of everyone else at the moment and uh, it just seems I think I'm not the only one here it just does seem that uh, Owen Morgan's I want 
my best team carries more weight and authority than Joe Roots. Yeah. I want my best team. Um, on that subject, and this is one that uh, I know um, gets your heckles raised, but um, Joss Butler earlier this week said... He was asked a question directly that uh, that he and a couple of the other big stars might well miss the first test match of the summer against New Zealand, maybe even both test matches against New Zealand if they stay on with the IPL. Joss Butler says there's no perfect solution. We all know the benefits of the IPL. It's, no, it's a huge tournament. The, the monetary rewards are, are obvious um, and the experience you gain. So it's, there's so many pluses to the IPL and, and I think it's been quite obvious in the upturn in in the results in the white ball game in England um, and the number of players that have been participating in it and just how beneficial it is to, to all of us. And so it makes it a tough decision. Of course, the schedule at the moment is, is very tough and there's, it's not, there's no perfect balance to it. And the ECB and the players work closely together to try and manage that. So is there a perfect answer at the moment? But no, and, and especially not in, in the times that we're operating at the moment. Of various ways you could interpret that. I mean, uh, Joss is a very good talker and uh, he certainly might consider a career in the diplomatic service uh, yeah. after he's finished uh, his cricket. Um, he does, I mean, he mentions the financial gains. One thing also is important, Harmy, is that these two test matches against New Zealand don't count towards the World Test Championship. Well, it doesn't matter now because <laughs> the finalists yeah. have been decided. But they were a late addition. Um, ECB needed a couple of test matches to kick the summer off uh, and the IPL fixtures hadn't been um, announced by then. Nonetheless, there are lots of people, I don't know whether it would be the majority or not, maybe there's a, an age <laughs> an age restriction, but most people would say, you know what, test cricket is still should be your your priority. Absolutely, manners, and I'm I'm one of them them old fogies that that says that because, and I understand I understand that the, the two the two games of of the two test matches are are late into the into the calendar, but I, I think there is a I think there's a duty when you are a centrally contracted cricketer of the England cricket team to be available for all test matches. I don't, especially if you're a red, if you're a multi, if you're a red ball contracted player, you should be available for for Test match cricket. That that should be a given. That should be non-negotiable. Even if we're putting two Test matches in, in the middle, you can come out and go back in. Yes, we're living in a different world with the COVID stuff and that. I understand that. I really do. But at the end of the day, it's it's the cake and eat it stuff. You know, IPL has got so many benefits for more than just money. Money is great, fantastic, and I do not do not begrudge these players getting it because I've been a big advocate for saying we should be playing the IPL. We should be playing as much IPL cricket as we possibly can, but not to miss test matches. Mm. That for me is that for me is the ultimate. The ultimate the ultimate in cricket at the start of the at the start of your career is to play cricket for the England for the, is to play for the England cricket team. And the test matches is what you're remembered for. Big series and I've always said, Manners, the, the the biggest thing you're remembered for when you're finished is how many how many test matches you've played, how many wickets or runs you've got, and how many times you've won the Ashes from an Englishman's point of view. Yes, you can Kevin Peterson talks about how good it is to win in India, but Ashes cricket and stuff like that. Test match cricket is the ultimate for me. Um and I do not believe that anybody should be playing IPL cricket all the way through if there's a test match. The problem for England is if Rajasthan Royals get to the final of the IPL, the ECB are going to come under so much pressure, it's going to be ridiculous from the outside. And just as a final thought uh, before we go to a break, um, it could well be that New Zealand have a bit of a B team on the field as well. You know, we could have two test matches, a test match with, you, you know, I don't know. I mean, over half a dozen players, maybe as many as ten players, missing from both teams. Anyway, Manners, well, but if that happens, then that's a de- then that's the beginning of the end, yeah. the start of the demise of yeah. international Test match cricket. And the first ball is pulled by Alex Hales with enormous power. Hales is tapping away, and this time he's getting delivered. That's driven in the air. That's gone out to long off, over long off. That's into the crowd for six. Six four goes Alex Hales. That is a boom boom of the start. We all know what a, a brilliant player he is. Um, so if he can you know, be re- reintegrated into the side and, and you know playing well and more in selection, then we'll call that. 
You're listening to the Cricket Collective on Talksport 2 with me, Neil Manthorpe, and Double Ashes winner Steve Harmison, my co-host as usual. We look ahead to the start of the T20 series between India and England. Um, England have named a full-strength side for the series, a 16-man squad. But one player who continues to be missing is the aforementioned Alex Hales. Um, now, Harmy, we rewind to April 2019, a couple of months before the World Cup. Alex Hales is an established member of the England squad and it's announced that uh, he failed a, a, a recreational drugs test um, and he's been on the outside. So, I mean, that was a, must have been a devastating blow to him a couple of months before the World Cup, which England go on to win. He has to watch the whole thing from the outside. Um but as an outsider myself with no inside knowledge, it seems to me that being an outcast for so long after a drugs test, and, and neither of you or I want to get into any amateur moralising about uh, you know, how important a drugs test is and recreational drugs. and well, It's not really for, for us to comment. I, I mean, um, except that it's against the rules and the rules and regulations are in place and they're quite clear. But... Um, you know, I mean, we're just in recent weeks reading that Alex Hales says that he's texted Owen Morgan. Morgan acknowledged that he had received a text but hasn't picked up the phone and spoken to Alex Hales. It just seems to me that there's more to a drugs test, uh, to, to this breakdown in the relationship. I think the, the drug test seems to have been the final straw. We cannot have this guy around anymore. And whatever's happened in between times behind closed doors has been enough... Uh, it seems to have been enough for the old Morgan, the England captain, for Ed Smith, the England selector, Ted selectors, and the management group of the England cricket team to say, enough's enough, we are not prepared to have him around anymore. And that's a shame because the one thing about Alex Hills in recent, well, to be honest, I think he's gone through maybe one bad patch in his whole career from a 2020 point of view. He is a phenomenal batsman, um, match winner in himself, right at the top of the order. But if you haven't got the trust, which Owen Morgan doesn't seem to think he has from a team point of view, then you are, you know, you know you, it, it's no, it doesn't work. The dynamics and keep banging on about this rest and rotation policy. You have to have a, a, a steady group and a steady unity in a squad to give yourself the best chance of winning cricket matches. And if that's not there, even in the shorter format, then then I, I think you have to you have to back the judgment of the England captain, a very successful England captain at that, and say there must be an underlying problem inside that Alex Hills has um, has got to overcome. One, I don't think now he can possibly overcome because they're talking about potentially bringing him back in the summer, but there was a little bit of talk. Morgan didn't really commit to it. He just says we might. He um, was very lukewarm, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, he is. And I think, and I think the, whole, the, whole, the whole issue is is something that we don't know the full ins and outs. And I don't think we need to know the full ins and outs. You know, I don't think we should. I think there's things that the, the general public and the wider public don't really need to know. All they need to know is that he's let the, he's let the group down in whatever way. And we believe he's best off on the outside and not on the inside. And that is going to steer that way for the foreseeable future. Where he fits into this team at the top of the order is another thing. And, you know, Besto and Roy have done fantastically well. Milan's probably is the number one player in 2020 cricket in the world. You've got Owen Morgan, who's captain, who has been in scintillating form in the last 18, 20 months uh, of 2020 cricket. And then you've got Butler and Stokes. So bringing somebody back in to sit on the sideline could just make things fester even more. So I think the only way Alex Hills comes back into this group is if he's actually a shoe in to start. Bang, there you go. Um, and at this minute in time, like we said, right at the top of the show, man, has, you know, it's difficult picking the Indian team, but it's nearly as, as difficult to get into the, the, the England team as well. So I think all that's gone into the melting pot. And I think Owen Morgan has got it in his head that this is a headache, selection headache I do not need. As an England captain, we have got a. We're on a journey. It's working. Don't see this, the real reason. Uh, real need to change it. And if if somebody is causing a problem, has caused us problems in the past, if we don't need to bring it back in, then we, we're quite happy where we're, the, the the way the train's going at this minute in time, chugging along on the tracks, and it's everything's going rosy. Why do we need to upset that? It does. Um have similarities, doesn't it, to uh, KP, Kevin Peterson's yeah. um, ejection from the test squad. There were those who said, look, 
if if you're throwing him out, he's England's best batsman. He's one of England's greatest ever. If you're throwing him out of the team because he's a disruptive influence, that says as much about your inability to manage as it does about his disruption. And and that's, it's a similar um, it's it, a similar thing. Isn't yeah, it? I, I get that. I get. Sorry to cut you off. I, hmm. I get that. But this is Kevin. Kevin had an issue with obviously with the Strauss stuff with the text messages. Yeah, he had stuff inside the dressing room. This was bringing outside influences in. You know, the drugs was the last drugs was the last straw for Owen Morgan. Why do we need to? Why do I, as a captain, why does this group have to keep fueling questions on something that's outside being brought in? You know, the KP stuff. Yes, I agree. It should have been managed better from inside. And it should have been nipped in the bud right at the very start. But actually, this is Owen Morgan nipping it in the bud and going, right, enough's enough. Yeah. I'm not going through the saga of the Kevin Peterson stuff. This is my stance. It hasn't changed. He's a fantastic player. He's playing very, very well at the minute. But my team are going well at the minute. I can't fit him in. I don't want to consider him because he, he doesn't fit into the group. So why do I want to bring something outside and a whole new can of worms to open mm. when I don't really need that headache? Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, there are, there are those who say, um, how how disruptive can he be? You just like, put him at the top of the order, let him smash 50 or 60 off 30 balls, and then, uh, you know, everyone else can get on with it. But it doesn't work like that. No, even it in, doesn't. Even in T20 cricket. By the way, in case you missed it, um, um, Harmy, um, this is what Goffey, Darren Goff, had to say about it, that couple of days ago what they're waiting for he's got his best team apparently available for this trip to india because this is where the dress rehearsal for when the world cup is so why isn't he there why haven't they had that conversation it's been nearly two years aid since he last played does it remind you of any cricketer that was frozen out of the england team <laughs> probably two or three years too early or yeah, yeah reminds you of anybody? Absolutely. Yeah, KP. And this is exactly the situation again. What he did was wrong. He, re- he failed that um, uh, drug test, didn't he? For a recreational drug, that was, by the way, ahead of the 2019 World Cup. Now, a massive loss for him individually because England went on to win that World Cup where Alex Hales would have been a big part of it. That was a massive, massive kick in the teeth for him to miss that. And rightly so, by the way, after what he did. But surely the conversation should have immediately begun after that World Cup about getting him back into training, getting that trust back. But all I keep hearing from everyone is but to regain the trust. Well, let me assure you from being in a dressing room, he would be welcomed back in by the players 100% two weeks after what he got kicked out of the team in the first place for because they stick by their teammates and he would have been welcomed back in and given a second chance. Oh, tell us what you really think, Goffey. <laughs> tell us what you really think. Harmy, ser- oh. seriously, I mean, he's an incredible player, Alex Hales, in 50-over and 20-over cricket. And the stuff he's done and the, the innings that he's played, you know, you, you do sort of think uh, that Goffey's got a point there. But and just sort of fairly briefly, and I don't know whether you can sum this up briefly, but if, if any player um, is, is as, as much of a problem as... So, so he walks into the change room and half the room goes cold. It's, it's, it's a more, more complex than just what he can do with bat and ball, isn't it? Absolutely. I'd love to have been sat across from room from Goffey and our, and our 17th floor throwing things at each other because I'd had a, a, a massive argument. I can understand what he's saying. Yes, completely. That tells me there's something wrong. There's something in there not quite right with Alex Hills in the England cricket team and that's why he's not, he's not coming back in. To sum things up in a way, he's got to finish in a, he's got to find a place in the top two. Now, in the top two, Johnny Bairstow's had the last two IPLs, the half-decent IPLs, and then you've got Jason Roy, who was probably not in ultimate form as as a as a, a white ball batsman in recent times for England. You know, he's in he's in decent nick, but not not hit the world like he he, he can do. But that means dropping uh, Jason Roy. Owen Morgan's not going to do that because Owen Morgan is very close to Jason Roy. He trusts Jason Roy to go out there and he trusts him in the unit. So what Darren's saying, yes, fine, not a problem. We all live in this great world. But unfortunately, because of what Darren's saying, there has to be an underlying problem inside a dressing room and that's why Alex Shields is not in. Talk about how good a player he is, but there's something in there that we are not privy to is why Owen Morgan is keeping him at arm's distance. And I trust the England captain. 
Mm, indeed. You're listening to the Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2 with me, Neil Manthorpe, and former England fast bowler Steve Harmison. Still to come in the second half of the programme, we'll uh, discuss problems India have ahead of the series. I can't think of any right now. But next up, we'll hear from England's vice-captain, Joss Butler, again. Uh, this is the Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. once again, Bowles. Oh, Punched away by Butler for four through square leg. Outrageous. Third one inside the power play and he's in. He's bowled and he's hit for six over long on. What a shot from Joss Butler. Here is uh, Shamsi once again. Down the wicket, six runs. Oh yes, please. That is an extraordinary strike from Joss Butler. Back foot drive, Caribbean style. He's one of those players that uh, makes the hair stand up on the back of your neck. And just listening back to uh, any of his innings, he's uh, a very, very special man, Joss Butler. You're listening to the Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2 with me, Neil Manthorpe, and the great Steve Harmison. If you've missed any of the show so far, you wish to catch up, you can listen back to the podcast now available on the free TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts. But actually, it's time now to hear from Joss Butler, who was speaking yesterday to TalkSport's Scott Taylor. Hey, Joss. Uh, I know you went home after that first test, but we saw with Mo there were potential discussions for him to stay on. Was there any sort of discussions with you about potentially staying on? No, there wasn't. Um, no, for, for a while now, obviously, the ECB have been you know, trying to plan it and rest and rotation and, and management of players' workloads. Um, so for a, for a while before um, you know, the series, that, that was sort of in, in place and in plan, with, as with everyone. So, no, there was no more conversations around that um, as, uh, as the tour sort of rolled on. And there's been a lot of criticism about this rest and rotation policy, but can you just give us an insight into what it's like being on tour? Because it's easy to criticise it when you're at home with your family around you, but... What's it like during a test tour, particularly when it's not going as planned, when you're in a hotel room by yourself, essentially? Yeah, I think, you know, we're all um, learning more and more about it. Um, you know, I think we all understood from the summer the the challenges the bubble presented. It's probably even more so in England when you know some guys are 20 minutes down the road from their families so you don't see for two or three months. So um, there's, there's big challenges of it, and I think it's been a... You know, much talked about how we can best look after players um, and in what is a, an incredibly packed schedule at the moment. Um, so naturally, I think even in 
normal circumstances, you'd be looking to, to manage players' workloads. You'd be looking to build a, a large group of, of players, a big squad of players who would um, be able to compete across all formats, you know, in, in all the cricket that does come up. Um, and I think it's rather prevent problems than react to them. And I think um, you know, the ECB and the players are working closely together on that. Um, and I think we need to get away from uh, the idea that you just go until you break and then we leave players behind. You know, there's so much cricket coming up. Um, you know, there's obviously a huge carrot of the ashes at the end of the year. You, you need to be getting to that point um, with players in, in the best shape to be able to go and perform in, in that series as opposed to being burnt out and no longer wanting to be in that environment. But uh, you know, fingers crossed, um, hopefully, that we're coming towards a, a, the end of, of the pandemic and bubble life potentially as, as we know it. So you know, hopefully when that you come to the end of the year that we'll be in a, a different place for, for everyone in, in the world you know, and especially in the, these bubble environments. Yeah, and just talking about the pandemic itself, we saw last year when you were the IPL, you had your family out there with you. Has there been any sort of communication from Rajasthan since it's being played in India this year about whether you're allowed your family out there with you? Yeah, Rajasthan been very um, good about uh, discussing families and, and trying to look after players as, as much as they can. I was very grateful that they allowed me to take my family to, to Dubai last time. Um, I think, it, as with everything, it's quite complicated. Um, and with you know, the schedule, et cetera, only coming out very last minute, um, we'll have to wait and, and see. But um, no, Rajasthan, again, very accommodating and understanding of, of players' situations. Um, you know, I can obviously only speak for, for Rajasthan, but I'm sure the other franchises are, are trying to take care of their players as best they can as well. There's an argument that Owen Morgan often gets his full strength side every time there is a T20 series. Does that add more pressure to you guys as a squad that you, in, in essence, have to win the T20 World Cup now because you're getting these full strength squads for these series? Um, not really. I think it's quite an inaccurate statement, to be honest. Um, if you look back at the last summer, there was no, we didn't have a full strength squad available for those games. Um, the only time so far I'd say we've had a full strength T20 side available has been the South Africa uh, tour that we just went on. Um, and obviously we've got what is at the moment um, our full strength squad here in India. Um, but if you look ahead to to the summer um, for the multi-format players, I, I see it um, that it won't be possible for the T20 side to have a full strength squad going through the summer. Um, and I think quite an inaccurate statement to be honest so both Owen, Joe, Chris Silverwood and, and the whole of the ECB have worked closely together to try and balance you know things and as best as they can in, in what is an incredibly difficult situation you know but it makes complete sense uh, to be here in India um, ahead of a World Cup which will be played in these conditions which is probably the, only, the last time we'll have a full strength squad available to play as best we can in this series against what's an excellent India side in their own conditions. Josh Butler speaking about the rest and rotation policy, um, and it's a it's a new thing. It's a work in progress, and it reminded me very much of uh, the years gone by when I had a, a young family, as he has as well. And there are there are it's a you know it it's a very very personal topic and it's uh, very important that people don't judge um, at all probably never mind judge too quickly for Joss Butler it's clear that time with his family is absolutely vital and um, there are other players Harmi if they're brave enough or, <laughs> or have the courage of their convictions to admit it or not is a different matter but there are other players who need to be fully focused and need to be they're either cricket or their family um, and you, you know um, the you, Several cricketers I know have uh, had sleepless nights because the babies had a, a cough and in the in the room and uh, you know and there are others I know I know that would much prefer to rather commit to an entire tour and then have an entire tour off rather than going in and out of the bubble and travelling to you know four times during a series and it, so as I said it, it's very much a work in progress and it's down to the individual and I, I just hope that the ECB is not sort of prescribing a, a solution on to players No I, I'm 100% with you Manners speaking of, of experience and somebody who tried to detach touring life England cricket life or even domestic cricket life with my family living an hour away from Durham that helped me trying to get away as much as I possibly could even in the middle of tours I was trying to get home to be fair <laughs> 
didn't want to be there sometimes. And so I know what it's like and I fully understand. And I think what people have got to get their heads around, and I think even some of the players are misunderstanding, that former England cricketers or pundits or people that are talking about this rest and rotation policy, we're not having a go at the players. This is something that we've got to make crystal clear it's not the players fault we're not talking about the players when Kevin Peterson or Michael Vaughan or Steve Armisen or Nasser Hussein people are talking about the game when we're talking about having an opinion against the, the rotation policy it's what they're rotating from not actually going home that's the issue so we've got to be crystal clear with that you know my issue is why are we why aren't we protecting our test team and not protect and and because of the way the one day and the twenty twenty sides get get chucked into franchises that they're used to that just being dropped in three four days before and then dropped out or potentially missing white ball games to preserve a, a, a fantastic iconic series like the Indian series and the Test matches. So when we when we talk about the 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 hard the really really tough touring life and bubble life at this minute in time, we are talking about what they're missing, not actually them going home. Because the Scott mentioned at the right at the very start, were you given a, a, an opportunity to stay? You don't stay. Josh Butler doesn't stay. He can't stay because mentally he's frazzled. It's time for him to go in. But what should have happened was, in my opinion, the the Mohanalis, the Josh Butlers, Johnny Bairstow's, there should have been a seventeen man squad available for all six test matches and that's it and then had their break during the white ball stuff that will then have a knock-on effect the t20 team Owen morgan will not be happy but it's 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 making sure that the the yeah, the, the right the right outcome is for is is not the is not brilliant for everybody and i think that's the way i'm trying to see it mm. so joss is joss is you know rightly going well with his family i think his family will spend time with him over in india from from the ipl's point of view um and it's trying to make the, the it's trying to make the cricketers comfortable the individuals comfortable in the surroundings to produce the best skill sets they possibly can and if it means your family's there in the bubble life with you like possibly going to be in, in in rajasthan then brilliant um and he and he speak and he spoke very very well there he did. He did. Uh, there will be a few people who are saying, "Okay, so I, under, I, I understand it. It's a re, it's a regrettable situation, but England, some players, England, some of England's best players are going to miss Test matches because of rest and rotation." They will then say, "I presume they'll also rest and rotate out of the two months in the IPL." Then will they? And the answer, of course, is no. It's no. Is, yeah. here's, here's, hang on. Let's hear from Liam Livingston, um, who's was the second highest run scorer in the Big Bash in Australia, um, and he's also part of the Rajasthan Royals setup. He's one of the uh, England squad players as well. Um, and this is him talking about um, how beneficial it is playing in uh, domestic T20 competitions. I've spent time in a in an IPL, played two big matches. I've been in South Africa as well, uh, as well as Pakistan. So, um, yeah, I guess playing with all the different players around the world... Um, in three months, I spent time around Barbara Azam and then straight into, into the IPL where we had Steve Smith. So being around those players and watching how they go about their stuff, it's, it's yeah, as a, as a young boy, as I was then, quite inexperienced, it's, it's great to learn off. So um, I, um, franchise cricket is, is a great way to learn, especially while you're not playing international cricket. So um, we're very lucky that we get these opportunities to, to go and play in these big competitions and they're great for, for developing your game and also uh, for developing you as a person. Yeah, uh... It certainly does develop your game um, and develop your person. I mean, he's uh, as he's mentioned, he's played uh, domestic cricket, T20 cricket in four different countries. Um, and there is the financial aspect as well. And it seems, Harmy, that uh, we're sort of um, up against it when we think that that's not the way the game is, is heading inextricably. No, and it's it, it is interesting, and then, uh, it, Liam's an interesting one in itself. That he went in at a, at a bottom base price. He's not a contracted player, so he'd have to pay quite a bit of money back to to Lancashire, I think, on that. And I, I stand corrected if I if I've got that wrong, but I, think, I don't think I don't think I think you do have to pay some money back towards your contract at Lancashire. I think Liam's missed a trick here, and I think what. Oh, but that's hindsight's a wonderful thing. England have really struggled. Um, top top three in uh, Test match cricket. There's going to be a whole host of 
Red Bull games between now and the first test match when the when the season starts. Liam Livingston that plays played 56 first class matches and he averages 40, just under 41. He's got seven first class hundreds. If he had said and he's captain of Lancashire, he goes into Lancashire and says or into the management of Lancashire and says I want to bat number three in these first six matches. I want to try and get my, get a test test spot or put myself in a position to, to sort of really put pressure on the top three of the of the England cricket team in an Ashes year. I think he, he is one that could potentially do that. He's a fantastic talent um, and it's great having all these experiences, but the names he's just mentioned, they can't go and bat for him. He's got to find a way of going out to bat. And in the IPL, he's, he, he can spend as much time as he wants with the, the, the top team in Rajasthan, but at the end of the day, if he's not playing, um, his stock's going down and he's yeah. you know, where's, men, where's the mentality with that when he, he potentially could have missed a trick so it's really hard to see him playing more than a couple of games isn't it? I think it's hard to see him and, and I, I'm not going to sound I sound cold here I can't see him playing a game because of what Registan have got Stokes mm. Butler is going to play all the time Archer. they've just paid a fortune has just paid a fortune for Chris Morris and then you've got Jofra Archer the backup batsman You've got David Miller. You've got uh, you've got Ty. Uh, they've got a they've got a, a, a decent setup there. So I, I would be very very surprised if Liam plays. So yes, the monetary is good, but at the end of the day, you've got your your value is in in how how well you perform. And if you're not not playing, well then your value is is devaluing. Yeah, well he's, he went, as you said he went for a, a basement price. So by the time he's paid tax and his agents' fees and everything else, I think he's. Uh, He's, I think he. I couldn't agree more with you. I think he's missed a trick. Anyway, yeah. you're listening to the Cricket Collective here on TalkSport 2 and our preview of the T20 series between India and England, which starts on Friday. We've already discussed Owen Morgan uh, um, and how his the squad and the team are shaping up. So next, um, we'll uh, talk about the selection dilemmas facing India um, ahead of the series. Current ball, slow ball, has hammered out towards deep mid-wicket for six. Into him again, that's another six. He sliced it over backward point. That's outrageous. Holder goes in. What a glorious shot that is by Josh Butler. Shane Thomas goes in, and that is whacked over the leg side by Johnny Bairstow. Anderson. Oh no, no. <laughs> Rishabh Pant has just reverse paddled him. Incredible shot. Victoria's in. Oh, that's a huge hit. <laughs> Massive hit for six Woo-hoo! over deep mid-wicket. Yeah, it's one of those things, I guess, that's why you play the game. You're listening to the Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2 with me, Neil Manthorpe, and the great man, Steve Harmison. And the final part of the programme, we'll discuss the selection headaches facing Virat Kohli and the Indian team ahead of the five-match T20 International Series. I mean, it is, you know, rather than... You couldn't get more opposite to... I hope we've got 11 uh, to take the field because uh, they've got Shikhar Dhawan, KL Rahul, Rohit Sharma at the top of the innings. Uh, Do they even know what their best uh, 11 is um, six months out from the World Cup. Um, will Virat Kohli rest and rotate his squad? He's got 19 to choose from. Will Hardik Pandya be a bowling option? Does Bhuvaneshwar Kumar come straight back into the team? Who bats at number four? Surya Kumar Yadav, Shriyas Ear or somebody else? The questions are endless and relentless. And we always hear from from selection uh, captains and, and coaches and managers saying, well, they're good headaches to have. But um, as Chetan Narula, uh, the Indian cricket writer and broadcaster, will perhaps confirm, that's a heck of a lot of headaches they've got. Yes, Neil, absolutely heck of a heck of a headache. I mean, uh, we've spoken time and again about the bench strength of uh, Indian cricket. I think uh, it doesn't get better than this. 19 players, as you said, to choose from. Uh, you could you could feel the two potential 11s in the same game. They don't really need England, do they? <laughs> Uh, you, I mean, that's not an exaggeration. Uh, you know, those 19, <laughs> you could very, very easily uh, pick a, another, for, add another five and then have two squads of 12, which would represent India with distinction. And that, that's unprecedented. That's never been the case before. No, it's it hasn't been. And I think one of the key reasons for that is the Indian Premier League. It has... It has uh, become a factory of sorts because I don't know about test cricket, but at least in terms of uh, the white ball cricket formats, it is providing ready-made cricketers. You look at Deepak Chahar, you look at T. Natarajan. T. Natarajan played Tamil Nadu Premier League. 
got picked up by the franchisees. He's come up and he's become India's left-arm pacer in this format. You look at Varun Chakravarti, he's replaced Kuldeep Yadav. Uh, he, he, not only for Kolkata Knight Riders, but also in the Indian squad. You look at three wicketkeeper batsmen, Ishan Kishan. He had a tremendous IPL. Uh, Rahul Tevatia for Rajasthan Royals last year. Suddenly, he's uh, he's in the in the T20 squad. And Surya Kumar Yadav, people were so angry that he didn't go to Australia. And now he is here in the India-England squad. So, the IPL, like I said, it has given all of these players into the test arena, as we saw in the Australia series, because Washington Sundar, he's come up. He's not played first-class cricket since 2017, but he's, he's ready to play test cricket and he's done well. Uh, but all of these guys, Surya Kumar Yadav, Tevatia, um, you look at Ishan Kishan, Varun Chakravarti, Natarajan, supplied by the IPL, ready-made for international cricket. And, uh, you know, the fruits are there for Indian cricket to see. And Chen, we talked earlier, me and Manners, about England and England have got 16 players out there. Will they pick their best side? Well, they did in South Africa. So I think England are going to go strong for all 15, uh, all five games. Is that going to be the case for India? Because all them names we've mentioned, um, are they going to try and see who is their best options for the, the T20 World Cup? Because in front of me, I've got 19 players. I've got 1 to 11 written down. I've got Rohit Sharma at 1, Virat Kohli at 3, and I'm struggling to pick the rest because of how strong it is. Is it a case of an audition for the England India cricket team for October? Yes and no, Steve. I think for the first three matches, while the series was on the line, they will pick their strongest 11. India doesn't do a lot of experimentation apart from one or two spots. Uh, that's not the way they play their cricket. So the first three, four matches, they will, they will, go, they will go strong. Um, what happened in the 2019 ODI World Cup, in the build-up to the 2019 ODI World Cup, was they used both wide ball formats as an audition for picking their final squad. So we could see them using the ODIs as, uh, as the experimental ground. There is also potential of the Asia Cup happening in uh, June. While India will be busy playing the World Test Championship, there's talk of a second-string Indian team. Um, going to Sri Lanka and participating in the Asia Cup. So that could be the experimental hotbed. So a lot, uh, lot of white ball cricket yet to play for India. So I think right now, as the six months start winding down to the T20 World Cup, I think India will choose their first choice 11. Out of these 19 players, the best combination possible, uh, at least for the first three or four games. And depending on how the series is placed, then maybe in the fourth and fifth T20 or in the ODI series, like I mentioned, they could do some experimentation. And as for uh, uh, as for your uh, batting lineup, I can confirm that KL Rahul will be opening the batting with Rohit Sharma at least. And we've uh, touched on the batting, the bowling. It's great to see Bhuvaneshwar Kumar back in the squad. How fit and how 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 much how much form has he had coming in? Because I think he is, I think he was up until about two or three years ago when he was fit and firing. He was one of the best white ball new ball bowlers in the world. Uh, yes, I think it's uh, it's been a it's been a long fight for Bhuvneshwar Kumar. He's been riddled with injuries. He's bowled a lot uh, in ODI cricket up to the 2019 World Cup. Since then, injuries, injuries, injuries. It's been it's been all about that. But uh, ever since he's been injured the last time, he's played quite a bit of white ball cricket for his domestic side, Uttar Pradesh. He's uh, participated in the IPL, had a bit of a break, then. In January, he played uh, the T20 formats. He's been playing, OD, uh, you know, domestic ODIs recently. So he has the bowling fitness. So that's why he's in the squad. And with Jaspreet Bumrah missing, I think he becomes uh, the experienced bowler for India. So if he's fit and raring to go, I expect him to start along with Deepak Chahar. The formula that India use in T20 cricket is generally three pacers and two spinners or three spinners but batting all-rounders in that sense so i can see there's a bit of an injury doubt over t natarajan i'm not sure if he's he's going to be available for the first t20 um but i expect uh, if that's not the case then i expect it to be bhuvneshwar kumar deepak chahar and shardul thakur because he can bat a bit he can hit some good sixes as we saw in australia chen very finally in just a few seconds harmi and i don't reckon there's anyone else in the same race at the moment it's india and england in t20 cricket do you see anybody else in the same race pakistan new zealand anybody? <sighs> Uh, if it's a T20 World Cup, maybe West Indies because you, they are their perennial favourites. You cannot rule them out. Uh, yeah. You know they have the best T20 cricketers. Uh, I think uh, if I have to predict the semi-finalists now, right now in uh, March, India, England, West Indies, and maybe New Zealand. Cool. Thanks, Chetan. Thanks for your time. Lovely chat. Pleasure.
Well, homie, um, it's... Uh, I don't know whether you think Owen Morgan's um, because of the the seriousness with which he is taking the series and the squad selection, everything he's put a little bit too much. Pressure's the wrong word, but um, you know he's um, they, he, yeah. There's there's no experimentation going there. He's gone with the top team, and the expectation is that they're going to win, and that's it. Yeah, rewind uh, to 2019. Owen Morgan was asked a question in England: "Is the pressure on you because you're the host?" And he went, "Yes, and we're we're going to enjoy being favourites." I think Owen Morgan thrives on pressure, and I think he's going to enjoy leading England out, a strong England out in India. And I wouldn't put it past them to get a victory. Good on you. Thank you very much indeed to Steve Harmison. You've been listening to the Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2 in our preview of England's upcoming T20 series, five matches against India. If you missed any of the show or you wish to catch up, you can always listen back to the podcast. It's now available on the free TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back on Friday afternoon for live and exclusive ball-by-ball commentary of the first of the five T20s right here on TalkSport 2. We'll be on air at 12.30pm for a 1.30 start. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 